0: Welcome, young heroes. We are here with another episode of the Kinda Funny screencast, your home for all of the movie, TV, and sometimes anime conversations you could want here at Kinda Funny. I am your host today, Barrett Courtney, hero name, Sad Boy Barrett, Quirk, Mood Control, and here joined with me is my incredible co-host today, the Lemillion to my son, Eater. Some people know him as Mike Howard, but most people call him by his hero name, Snowbike Mike, Quirk, Hype Enhancement. Mikey, how are you doing today?
1: Barrett, I'm so excited to weave out with you and talk about anime. This is awesome and great job on the intro. It's one I want everybody to know. Barrett did not tell me anything about that intro. So for a moment there, I was like, oh, snap. You got to think quick, Mike, and then Barrett crushed it, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling
0: good, y'all. <laughs> I, I, took, I took a little bit to, like, think about that intro, because I thought it would be fun. Uh, in case you couldn't tell with my in- uh, references in the uh, the intro, today we are reviewing My Hero Academia Season 5. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to remind you that whenever an episode of Screencast posts, I love that Bakugo statue, uh, whether it's a weekly review of a series like what the crew recently did for Marvel's What If, or random episodes like this, you can catch it right here on YouTube.com. kind of funny roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe and if you want more anime coverage uh share this episode with your friends and let us know in the comments how much you love when we talk about anime and give us your thoughts about my hero academia season five if you want to support the show or just kind of funny in general you can head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and get the show ad free if not no worries you can still get it everywhere else with ads and speaking of ads we are sponsored this week but We'll tell you about that later. Mikey, how are you doing today? I know we used to do a weekly kind of recap review of My Hero Academia Season 5 over on Twitch every week, but then we started playing Metal Gear Solid every week, and then, you know, the anime talk went down the down the gutter, so I'm really
1: excited to be here with you to talk My Hero. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm really excited because now the season's ended, so we get to catch up and have a ton of fun, and yeah... Anime talk had to go to the wayside because you and I were just so invested (laughs) in what Kojima created with Metal Gear. And so it's nice to have a little one-off here and catch back up because I love talking My Hero with you. And you know, this is like one of my favorite ones. So it's really cool to see where we are now, but also like no, look back on where we were mm-hmm. and now to today, so and, and talk really about it with the full context, right?
0: And because uh, yeah. when we were talking about it, it was like going through the motions every week and uh, getting little tidbit by little tidbit uh, and, and stuff like that. So now I, I, I'm glad that we're here to be able to talk about the entirety of season five and, and give our full thoughts on it. Before we do that though, I want to give I want each of us to give our background with My Hero Academia because mm-hmm. in case you know there there might be some people who might not know us who are clicking onto this episode. Right, uh, there might be some best friends out there who don't know that we love My Hero Academia and might just not know like where we're at in the fandom. So to start off, uh, I started watching the anime back in 2019, binged the first three seasons fell in love with it uh, season 4 was the first season that I uh, was able to watch like week to week as it was coming out and it was actually in the middle of this season season 5 that I decided to catch up with the manga so I'm fully caught up on the manga uh, been watching the the anime week to week uh, started reading the spin-off series my hero Academ- uh, my hero vigilantes um, which has been really cool to read as well uh, and I know the the big question that everybody always asks Subbed versus dubbed. When the when the seasons are coming out, I catch up with the subbed just because like I I like to be in the most recent know of whatever whatever going on. But personal fre- preference, I do like the dubbed version. Um, and so whenever I'm doing like rewatches, like I rewatched the entire season this week, I rewatched it all in uh, the dubbed
1: version and stuff like that, just to give some some context there. I am the anime noob out of the Kind of Funny crew, of course. And it's funny, I always say that, but then like when you and I look back, I started watching anime in 2018, thanks to a lot of best friends out there. And I've watched a fair amount of series. I think I choose more of the most popular flavor of the week animes, right? I'm not diving too deep into the weird stuff or anything. You're not not watching like my I I
0: turned into a slime or whatever the one people keep talking about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, for my hero, I think... You know, it hit me right at the perfect time. I was watching a lot of One Piece, and I was looking for that next, hey, what's big, popular, kind of new that everybody's talking about? And One Piece, or My Hero, came up right at that perfect time. And so I've been on it ever since. It was actually the first anime movie I've ever been to in a movie theater was both of these movies that they've had. So that was really, really fun for me to experience those and kind of see like what that's all about, getting a T-shirt, getting a statue, at the front door of the movie theater is really special is that for where me, you got am... the, the is that where you got the Bakugo statue correct yep yeah. oh, wow, i have nice. that in my uh my t-shirt from the first movie which is really really cool Alyssa
0: got this um uh, my lamillion statue for me i think oh, for christmas great one yeah and i also got my little lamillion uh my my lamillion sweater right there too he's my boy he's my favorite character
1: i love that yeah it's one of those i i think now anime has become so special to me especially my hero and one piece where Whenever we go to conventions or we go down and see you in San Francisco, right? I'm always looking for where the anime statues, because I want one, right? I always want one. But I'm a dubbed guy. I watch all my stuff in dubbed. It just makes it easier. Me trying to read the subtitles while keeping up with them while the action is happening. It's just not my preferred uh, viewing experience. But yeah, I've watched all of My Hero. I love it. It's my probably my favorite anime. Besides, of course, one piece that I keep bringing up. So hell yeah, this can be.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, the, the, the other thing of uh, why we liked uh, watching sub because I got my wife into my hero as well. Mm. Uh, she is also caught up on the manga at this point as well too. Um, it's fun for her to watch subs as well, uh, just because she uh, was a Japanese major um, in in college, and so it, it's been fun to, for her to kind of like. Try to pick it up a little bit uh, again because she hasn't utilized that in a in a while, so it's it, that's been kind of fun for her. Um, with that though, with all the context that I think you could possibly have, I'm really excited to talk about the season because we have someone myself who is able to kind of, like, look back in retrospect of uh, the anime versus the manga. And then we've got Mike here, who uh, is a, what the fandom calls an anime-only, Mike. I don't hmm. know if you know this. Okay. A, an okay. anime-only. Okay. And I'm, I'm glad that we're going to have, like, these uh, two very different perspectives, because I'm excited to to have, like, a full, encompassing conversation about what this season may have delivered, may have not delivered. So let's get Ooh. into it, Mike. I want to hear, I'm really interested to hear and excited to hear your thoughts, spoiler-free, on My Hero Academia Season 5. We want to start spoiler-free just because I know there's a lot of people out there who, you know, might have dropped off uh, early on in Season 5 or some people who haven't caught up uh, just quite yet. Um, so I wanted to start off, spoiler-free, Mike, take me away. What what, do you, what did you feel about the entirety of My Hero Academia Season 5?
1: Spoiler-free, th- spoiler overall general thoughts would be, I think my hero season five started off slow for me barrett because we were coming hot off of an incredible ending to season four right i think my hero does this great job of like building up after such a long season right there's a lot of episodes in this season so you almost forget we started a long time ago yeah this season started back in march i remember yeah it's pretty wild to think about right and so you build up so much to get this big payoff and i think season four had a huge payoff, a huge moment there that we really all enjoyed. And then you have the question of, well, where do you go from there as as somebody who writes all these and creates these, right? And so I think they fit into what they needed to do, right? They can't just go right, balls to the walls, go crazy right after that. So I think the beginning for me was kind of long and drawn out. And I think we'll talk about that when we get into it. But the second half of the season, especially the final five or so episodes, got really exciting and actually had a really cool payoff for me As just like a general fan of like oh this is some exciting stuff and i really like this so all in all i think season five won't go down as the best season of my hero but it continues to be a really solid show if you love the characters if you love the world like it continues to build it out and gets you excited every single time not the best but still very good
0: i i think you hit the nail on the head there mike i would there's been a lot of debate on whether, uh, um, among the uh, manga fans especially, of, like, was this a good ad- adaptation of what they covered for season five, all of this stuff? Was this a bad season of My Hero Academia? I wouldn't go as far to say this was a bad season. I would agree, though, that I, I think this is probably the weakest season so far. Um, and, again, being able to kind of look back at it and look at what the season is supposed to build to. I think season five was already always going to have a weird uphill battle because of the events that are covered in the season. It's a lot of building up. It's a lot of like, you know, like we're we're building up to something that we naturally can't cover an entire season, right? And so I I think, you know, I agree with you. I think the first half of the season was unnecessarily uh, very slow. Um, I, I think there could have been some things that could have been picked up a little more to, to get to the more interesting stuff that we get into the second half of season five. Um, I still really enjoyed it, though. And this was an interesting one where I was getting so frustrated watching week to week in that first half of season five when, you know, we were catching up uh, every week early on that I started to, to just read ahead on the manga. That's how frustrated I was getting with this season Um and it was interesting because I kind of had that with season four. When season four was coming out week to week, I was like, man, this is, like, really frustrating. I guess I've been spoiled by the first three seasons being able to binge them, and this is my first season uh, going through. And I at first I thought I didn't like season four, but then going back and rewatching that all, um, I – I was like, "Oh no, I actually really love season 4 and I I love the the story that they go through and, you know, the the huge arc that it covers, but then like the kind of aftermath of of all that stuff uh, at the end of season 4." So that's why I decided to rewatch season 5 this week to kind of build up to the the um, the finale of the dubbed version was to see like does it play out any different if I'm able to binge it, watch it at my own pace rather than, you know, watching a little bit and then waiting an the entire week. And I I would still agree that yeah, season 5 the first half, I think, is still very slow. Um, great moments, though. I think there's some there's still some really interesting tidbits here and there. Um, and then, yeah, I think the the second half of season five is is really fun and definitely almost went a little by too, uh, went went a little too quickly for me personally. Yeah. Um, but I, I still had a lot of great fun moments with it uh, rewatching it. And uh, yeah, I I would say this is this is the weakest season, but I. Knowing what I know, I think I'll be interested to see what we think of this season a couple of seasons from now. If if, yeah. if maybe season six makes season five a little stronger in retrospect, I do think there will be a lot of things that uh, little things, big things that I think are going to uh, pay off in some some really cool ways. Uh, and for me personally, to answer the question, I think for people who is it worth catching up uh, with season five right now for people who um uh dropped off early in season five, or like the blessing in, uh, the Blessings out there who have watched My Hero, but definitely dropped off early on. Like, is it worth catching up right now? And I think 100%. We know season six is coming. We don't know when it's coming. It could be six months from now. It could be a year from now. We're not entirely sure uh, as of recording. And so I would say this is probably mm. the perfect time to to catch up. I think season six is going to be the season that a lot of people are gonna wanna watch Week to week, uh, so I think because the entire season is out now, I think that this is the perfect time to to get caught up on at, at your own pace and to to try to be caught up whenever season six starts. Because I think that'll be I think that'll be a fun season, especially to to watch week to week and be in those conversations uh, with every week, uh, like the manga readers were when um, the manga version of the story was was coming out. I, I think a few
1: years ago. So, oh, you you hit me in the heart there, Bear, because it's hard <laughs> to believe. It's over, and I haven't had a show grab me as much as My Hero does, where it hurts when it's over. I know. And we now to we gotta wait, wait. right? Like, but this is the fun thing scared. about yeah. This is the
0: fun thing about being caught up in the manga, Mikey, is that it's not over for me. I'm still waiting for the next issue on Sunday, and I'm waiting every oh, week. It's, it's, oh, cool. It's a it's a fun time. So, the, uh, I brought in a question because I went to Twitter, uh, and uh, people can follow me at Sad Boy Barrett over there. I, I went to Twitter to ask, uh, you know. What, what questions do you want us to answer? What do you want us to cover? And I've got one uh, kind of spoiler-free one that I could share here that could lead us into the spoiler section of uh, the, the conversation here. Uh, Neon Simon Evangelion asks, I used to be a big fan of My Hero Academia, but to me it felt like a good meal that I ate too much of. Do you think the show is still fresh five seasons on, or do you think it's getting a bit stale? Mikey, I want to know, what do you think about this? Do you, do you think it's, it, even though we talked about the first half of season five being a, a little slow, do you? You think it is getting stale do you think there are some still some fresh things that uh the season was able to bring where's your head at
1: yeah you know what i I won't spoil it but i think there was a couple of fresh moments there where i was like "Ooh, okay we're gonna build off of that we're gonna learn more of that and i think that's the cool part about my hero is we kind of know the story right you know the guiding light the principle that we're gonna hit all the time going plus ultra and being the best you can be but there's also moments there where it's like oh, this is a little bit off the beaten path. I didn't see that coming. And I'm excited to learn more of that. And I think that's something leaving season five. I'm like, oh, that was exciting. Right. I still have questions from season four that aren't answered. Right. And now here I'm leaving this one. and I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in seeing what else is going on. So I think they've done a j- good job of like always keeping it fresh enough for me where I'm interested and excited to learn more and see more. But yeah, I could see that from some people. Right. If you've binge this, or if you've been on it before, maybe you're a big anime watcher, there's moments where it's like, oh, this is the same as last time, right? But there's also a lot of cool opportunities here where I think now we're stretching away from just the class, which I really love, Bear, right? It was always all about Deku in the class. Now it's like, oh, here's the universe. Get ready for this. And I'm loving that part of it. Exactly. And, uh, like, I'm not... A huge, people always, like, ask me about all
0: of these different anime, and I'm like, I, I watch, like, a handful of anime, I'm gonna be honest, and, you know, I, I, I do also enjoy One Piece, and I, I know a little bit of, like, the, the Shonen jumpy uh kind of tropes that a lot of, like, the Shonen Jump-specific titles will, will run into, right? And I think Season 5 is still able to offer things that... Uh, kind of go off the beaten path like you were saying from what typical shonen jump uh, tropes kind of go along with right I think there's some some new and fresh ideas in this season that again take a little long to get to but I think is definitely worth sticking with and again i like I was saying earlier, I think uh, what a lot of season six is going to, to have for us, I think is going to make season five in retrospect for a lot of people, For especially like people who only consume it through the anime. I think uh, a, a lot of people are going to really appreciate season five uh, in retrospect. Again, I think this uh, part of the story is definitely a, a little bit to get through. I think, again, the first half might have been a little bit uh, too much of the same, but maybe that's uh that's a conversation that we need to have in the the spoiler part and i i think besides that like i i don't think i have anything else to say spoiler
1: free right mikey i i think we've said no, all we I, could <laughs> yeah i think we've led up really really well here and like yeah. spoiler free you've heard the thoughts and like we keep bringing up that first half and i'm excited to talk about that now with you because like that's clearly what we're going to jump into and it'll be fun to have this discussion of what we thought of that part here, which will be interesting. I'm exactly, exactly. Alrighty. We're here. We're talking spoiler, full spoilers
0: for my hero academia season five. If you have not caught up yet, get out of here. Watch the rest of the season, gather your own thoughts, and then come back and listen to us talk about it. Um, so we're gonna kind of take this arc by arc, uh, Mikey. And of course, there's some episodes that don't fully fit into an arc, but there are like kind of three main arcs uh, that were brought into uh, this season. So I, I'd figure we we start off with kind of the the first two episodes don't really fit into uh, the the first major arc, mm. but the first two episodes, kind of the same recappy kind of things. The, the you know the first episode was. Let's reintroduce Class 1A for the fourth time because we got to do it the first episode of every season. And all I have to say about this episode is we're five seasons in. We don't need to be, we know who Class 1A is. We we don't need to be reintroduced to it.
1: They gotta got to drop that, Barrett. Yeah. They got to drop that. Cause that's one like it we It feels like about. a waste I-
0: of an episode,
1: oh, honestly. Oh, we play the waiting game, right? Like yeah. I just talked about, we're gonna wait years for this, whatever it may be, right? Days, years, hours. And then you get to it, it's like episode one's here. And then you're like, that sucked. Now I have to wait another <laughs> week. Like, granted, I, get it, I, I, it. I, I know it. I do think they've, they've had
0: some good moments of uh, doing, like, the reintroduction. I think season four's episode was actually really good, where it's the reporter coming to class 1A, and it's, mm. like, the little story of, like, him trying to, like, uncover, like, who All Might's successor is going to be, and then he finds out that it's Deku, and then he's like, I'm not even going to write about this for for my paper. Like, I, I, just, I just personally wanted to know. I think they can take the opportunity to tell, like, sweet little stories stories like that this season definitely was like nah there's like some cute fun moments with like mirio and uh a sun eater and stuff like that with the class 1a being trained to you know fight disasters and fight villains and save people all at the same time which uh definitely i think fit into the kind of like themes that the class 1a was like really looking into uh for this season but still it, it really felt like all right that's Cool, whatever. And then at the end of that episode, though, we did get the tease of uh, of Hawks and Dobby um, mm. meeting up, and uh, something something shady going on with Hawks, of course. Ooh. Um, And then that second episode, right, it was kind of like a – kind of a a cool down from Endeavor's start from the very end of season four where Endeavor fights uh, the Nomu that Dobby called High End. Um, And we see like a flashback of Dobby trying to retrieve the Nomu but failing. Um, uh, I think the number five hero, Mirko, came to stop him. And then we kind of get uh, a little bit of a glimpse at Hawks is going undercover, uh, has been assigned by the Hero Commission to go undercover to try to – uh, win allegiance with uh, the League of Villains and uh, try
1: to take them out from the inside. Mike, what did you think about this? That one was a fun one. This yeah. is a fun through line that I really like, Bear, because for me, right, I've had this emotion of like, which side is he on, right? Like, here's the assignment, yeah. but then he's over here, then he's back over here. Yeah. And it's like, it's just this weird grip, right, of like, where does he really lie? And, 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 and when hero, it comes out, right?
0: like, whenever shit hits the fan, when. Whenever it happens, like, what side is he going to, like, uh, oh, fight wow. for? Exactly. I, I really like how that that played out. um, And I, I liked the mystery to it a little bit at the very beginning. And then they kind of, like, immediately answer it. But because he's so far in, it's still it still builds mm-hmm. a little bit of, like, what is he going through right now? Especially being such a young hero uh, who is, is so high on the hero chart, right? Like, being number two, being 22, right? It's a lot of stuff that, like, like, he's being put oh. through. Um, and so, yeah, we got uh, those in the first two episodes. And then uh, at the end of episode two, we got uh, the uh, introductions of the, I think they're called the Visages? Or, oh, hold on. No, that's the game that you played. Um Um, The Vestiges, there we go. Vistage was that weird uh, horror game that you played where you uh, (laughs) screamed a lot. Uh, The Vestiges we got introduced to with uh, Deku, who learned that um, the previous users of One for All... live within the Quirk and are able oh, to kind of yes. communicate with him and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so that came right before the the beginning of the joint training arc, which was the arc with uh, Class 1A versus Class 1B, going head-to-head, doing this whole training arc to kind of compare each other and to, to finally have this like full-on full-on bout of like who is the better class right now Class 1a has more real life experience but class 1 B has taken the more typical like student hero course route like who who do we think has the upper hand of course we'll get into like talking to specific specifics but at the end of the day class one a won. And, of course, in the middle of all of this, uh, Shinso from General Studies, who we have not really seen in a major way since Season 2, came in to, to kind of uh, sub in for for two fights. He came in to, to uh, fight alongside Class 1A for a round, and then he came to fight alongside Class 1B for a round. Uh, and then, of course, all uh, in the middle of all of that, Deku is awakened to a new power. Called Black Whip, we learn that uh, you know the the power of One For All has grown so much that is our, that it's also consuming the uh, powers of the previous users. Uh, and so uh, he talks a little bit to the user of Black Whip, who's like, "Yeah, like you're gonna it, it, my quirk wasn't as as strong as it, like as strong as it was when I was using it, but it's becoming more powerful because of One For All, and you're gonna be able to utilize that. But you gotta you gotta you know." Utilize it correctly and train for it, and and all of this stuff. And so we essentially learned that Deku is going to, uh, I think, earn, including Black Whip, six new powers. If if I'm uh, correct in thinking that, um, so a lot going on in in this uh, in this arc. Even though this arc was the arc that I think we're referring to, where it's mm-hmm. like. This this first uh, half of the season was was pretty slow. So a lot to talk about. Mike, where do you want to start of like talking about the joint training arc?
1: Yeah, I'll end on where I want to go. It's like when I look at that right, Barrett, it's funny because we both smile and nod. And I think everybody listening smiles and nods of like it's hard to redo this. Like I said, coming hot off of season four. Right. You're like, okay, let's get back more into the action. And it's like, hey, actually, we got to slow down. we got to reintroduce stuff. And then everybody will always point back to the tournament arc, right? Mm -hmm. And we really loved that tournament arc. And it's hard to probably overtop that with something like this. We also have to remember, like, this is introducing some other things, right? It was nice to see the return of that character. We haven't seen him, like you said, since season two. Mm -hmm. So it's always cool to be like, hey, who's this guy again? Yeah. What is his power? I, I oh, love that, like,
0: like, and he's getting a chance to be able to, like, get mm-hmm. into the hero course. Like, yeah, I thought that exactly. was, er- I really like Sun even though he primarily only had, like, one major episode in season two. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, he really stuck with me, and I love that that's, like, a follow-up, and that Eraserhead's been training him, and all of this stuff, like, and I, I love that, you know, at the beginning, he was like, I'm not trying to be friends with you. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, uh, still be a competitor here, and, you know, it, it it really seemed like he he loved the smell of his own shit uh for for lack of a better term here at the beginning of the arc but then i love like near the end of it where he's like he's smiling to himself even though he's being defeated by deku where he's like dude the hero course is amazing and i i, yep. I love that whole uh that whole thread there with
1: shinso i thought that was rad isn't that great bearers like that was so cool to reintroduce that character and then get them so involved where you're invested now right like i said being trained by a racer had having the backing of like, we're going to put this kid in this this class. He's going to learn, right? He's going to be a part of these kids. And like you said at the beginning, I'm not part of you. I'm going to compete with y'all. I'm better than y'all. And then at the end, right, that moment of like, oh, they're all friends. They're working together. I want to be a part of this. I want to be with them. Like that was really, really special. I think that's something that my hero does so well is like, you see the turn, right? And it's like that moment where you're like, Man, yeah. I can relate with that. I can feel that. And it's so special to see these young kids come together and bond And so that's what that's that was what a special I just,
0: part. Yeah. I and that's what I just love about like the the kind of premise of the show and like the premise of UA is like all those kids are there. at least for the hero course, and maybe some kids in general studies who didn't get to be a part of the hero course, like, they're there to be heroes. And that was, like, the core of, like, what Shinso's uh, kind of character was about in season two, and I I love that we got a a follow-up on that. Um, The next part I want to take it to is kind of, like, why we felt this uh, arc was very slow. And I'm gonna gonna point to, like, the main thing is that, like, the amount of recaps we got at the beginning of every single goddamn Mm. episode, where they're, like, taking, like, two or three minutes to recap everything that, like, just happened to the week before or something like that and i was like oh uh, all right like we don't need to waste this like i feel like at the end of the arc we we probably had like a full episode length of recaps by the end of it i was
1: like come on like i i feel like we're just wasting a little bit of time here um it, i don't know it was why i decided bear. to do that yeah it was odd because like you think of the episode structure and you think you just do like one match per episode and yeah. like it tried to do that, but then some of them overflapped, it, 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 and you're it, like, "Okay, felt- I can see why you have to do that now." You know, it felt like they were trying to extend it to have each ep-
0: like have each battle like go across two episodes, yeah. which like, I don't know, like what the purpose of that was. Uh, one of the theories that I have is that like. Uh, Match four, which is Bakugo's team, where Bakugo is, uh, uh, fighting alongside Jiro, Sero, and Sato, and, uh, they're going up against, uh, Owase, who's, uh, the welder man, uh, Takage, who's the lizard-tailed, uh, splitter, uh, girl who can, like, split her body parts into, like, 50 different, uh, parts and stuff like that, uh, Bondo, who's the glue man, and Kamakiri, who's the razor-sharp dude who can, like, pull out, uh, uh, blades out of any part of his body, um... I love that that episode is the one episode that actually takes place within one, that's the match that like takes yeah. place within one episode. And I think it kind of worked because the whole point of Bakugo's match was that it's done in less than five minutes, and you really feel that with every match taking like two episodes usually to get through, and then you get to Bakugo's episode, and it's like bing bang boom, it's done. And You're like, oh man! And even that moment where like he goes up to All Might, and All Might's like, I got chills, and it's like that moment like hit for me so hard, and Worlds like I think a they might've been doing that on purpose a little bit for that like moment to hit. And it works for me, honestly, but I, I would say like still going through the motions, it was just like a little like, all right, like we got to end in the middle or at the very beginning of a match. And it's just like,
1: just get, just get to it. Just get to it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. I mean, we talk about that, right. And it's like another reintroduction of class B, right? Like this is one where we aren't with those kids that much. And yeah. they really love to be like, like I'm saying, they're building out that universe, right? Because when we talk about the end of this season, guess what? Those kids from 1B, they're gonna be a part of this, right? Oh, yeah. Like you better believe the whole universe <laughs> is gonna be here in a minute. So it is cool to be like, hey, like, I know everybody wants to go fast paced, but we gotta slow down. because." I need you to start liking more characters. Yeah. I need and you to under, start like, understanding, understanding more. And that's what I was talking about in the yeah.
0: spoiler-free uh, part of it. Like, even though, like, this part of the season wasn't as, uh, maybe not as interesting in the moment, I do think there will be payoffs and like, little moments here and there, even from this part of the season uh, mm-hmm. that I think will 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 pay off in, in really fun ways. Um, and so I talked about, like, the big Bakugo moment because I really love that moment where his team, oh. like, he's, he you know, like, he's... He, all he tells them, their only plan is I'm going to have your back and you're going to have my back. And I, I love that because a lot of what the other matches and the other teams were doing they were getting so focused on the strategy of it all they're almost doing like the deku thing where they're like let's think of like all right they've got this quirk they got this quirk and i love that Bakugo goes in. he like goes in typically as like kind of the almost like in a leadership role which is like very unique for Bakugo because mm-hmm. he's usually going off on his own during any one of these kind of arcs right where they're doing like school stuff like the provisional licensing exam and stuff like that i love that he was like all right i'm coming in as the leader here and all the only plan if I'm in trouble, you save me, and if you're in trouble, I will save you, and that like made them flow a little better, where they're not str- like they're not beholden to whatever strategy that they had to come up with over the course of the the first four matches, right, or the first uh, three matches.
1: And it so was I great you and
0: yang, Barrett. Yeah, I love that. Uplifted them. Yeah, exactly, and it, it shows how much Bakugo has grown, um, mm-hmm. over the course, especially because we didn't see him a whole lot in season four. We only saw him for like. Uh, He got a couple of episodes, uh, at like, front and center uh, in the middle, kind of middle towards the end of that season. But, you know, a lot of season four was overhaul and, like, Deku and uh, Sir Nighteye and stuff like that. So it it was cool to be able to catch up with uh, Bakugo. And that was, like, the other thing that, like, I have, like, the push and pull of this uh, arc, right, is that, yes, it was incredibly slow while going through it yes it's incredibly slow while rewatching it but I still love it because I I I love that we get to catch up with a lot of the characters I do think it's a weird arc to have right after the uh last major arc which was the um the school festival where that was also like more like Mm, like more chill school stuff and like not a lot of like major plot going on and stuff like that like I do think like even, like, manga-wise, I think that it was, like, a weird kind of, like, back-to-back kind of thing to have. But I love that we got to, like, kind of catch up with, like, where they're at hero-wise, power-wise, all that stuff. And getting a reintroduction to Class 1B, because we haven't been properly introduced to a lot of those characters yet. Uh, so I, I, I like that we got, like, more of a, more moments with, with them, which I thought was cool.
1: So the next yeah, big thing... Fun, oh, so, go ahead. Well, it's, it's fun because they made us care about the big three, right? The top three students. We yep. really got to know and love and now it's like hey here's some more students find some kids that you love and i just want to touch on bakugo really quick because like you said he continues to impress and that story continues to get better right of like him learning there that like if i work together with the team i'm even stronger and then from them seeing them of like yo this guy's really strong and if we act a little bit like him we're even stronger and i love that right in this season we'll talk about it in the middle and the end right of like Bakugo is becoming the dude here in a minute, right? Like, he's really finding himself, he's really learning, and he's growing a lot. And it's, like, it's fun to watch because he's putting the arrogance aside and checking himself at the door. And I think that was a big one as well, being included with Deku and All Might, right? Like, being included in that kind of secret now he feels a little tied. It's so cool. It's awesome. Uh, so
0: the 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 last thing that I want to ask you before we move on to the the next arc is uh well how'd you feel about this whole revelation with uh with Black Whip and all these other powers
1: that Deku is gonna have to learn about? I think that was another big moment, like we talked about of like these different threads that go on here that bring it to the next level for the season. And having Black Whip and learning about the other heroes tied to all for one is like Something really cool to me, Bear. I think that was one where, like, you're watching, and then all of a sudden he shoots it out, and you're like, "Whoa, what's happening here?" Right? And like, you got to control this. He's out of control. Who's going to help him? Right? And everybody comes together to help him. And I love that. Like, we're expanding upon Deku because I like. La- I think a lot of people got down on Deku of like he's always complaining. He's just got the one power. This and that. It's he's like, a boring look, uh, exactly. protagonist. Yeah. De- deku is our main character right like deku we have to build upon he's still in high school and if we want this show to go on for a long time you have to assume we're going to really build on him and i think this was a cool way to build upon him of being like yo there's a lot more to him and he's going to grow a lot and we're going to be alongside of that because not only did we get a revelation with him but we'll talk at the end right we're seeing a lot of powers now evolve or elevate which is really really cool and so I'm kind of liking this storyline we see.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so yeah, that was a that was a cool like revelation, um, and I'm excited to see what uh, what comes next from that, right? Uh, but to move on, uh, kind of near the tail end of this arc, right? We got uh, uh, Monoma got invited uh, by Eraserhead to see if he could copy Aries' quirk because has been trying to maybe. Mm-hmm. Eraser Head's trying to teach Ari how to use uh, her quirk, and he's trying to find someone who maybe could help with that. Monoma uh, descri- talks about uh, drawing blanks and how there are some quirks that – uh, he can't work with because there still needs to be like a kind of core part of the energy to draw from and so he can uh, uh, Help area out with uh, when it came to that and then also Bakugo and Shoto finally get their provisional hero licenses that uh, the rest of the class 1a got at the tail end of season 3 so they finally got it uh, And then of course 30 minutes later. They went to go fight off a bunch of bad guys uh, Trying to steal wallets uh, on a street, and so we got that and of course the Christmas episode episode, which was really adorable, um, yeah. and kind of class uh, 1A. Just being able to relax a little bit, chill out. Uh, in the middle of all that, we got a, a little bit of the breakdown from Principal Nezu of like, uh, you know, the, the students have been in the dorms for four months. None of them have been acting suspicious. Uh, we, I, I think we can assume that none of the students are leaking information to the, the League of Villains because there have been so many run-ins with them. Uh, A lot of stuff like that uh, to kind of round out and transition into the Endeavor agency arc. Uh, We learn that uh, the work studies are being required, they're coming back and they're being required this time around. Uh, And so everybody is going to have to work with a a hero agency to train (coughs) over the course of the winter holiday. And so, what was it? So... Bakugo couldn't go to Best Genius because Best genus was missing for some reason. Uh, and then uh, Deku. Uh, went back to Sir Night Eye's agency, talked to Santa Peter, and I forget who the other um, sidekick was there, but they were really busy. They couldn't take him, and so because they didn't really have options, Shoto, being the kind friend that he is, uh, invited uh, Deku and Bakugo to a study under the number one hero, Endeavor. Um, with all of that, they had a run-in with Hawks, who was giving out a book for the Meta-Liberation... Uh, what was it? I, I forget. The Meta-Liberation War uh, was a book that he was handing out and so it was uh, written by Destro who had a lot of cool and cool and hip ideas ways uh so long ago and uh, how they're so relevant today and he he gave uh, a book to Endeavor and handed out some more books to, to Deku Bakugo and Shoto uh and the way that uh Hawks was speaking Endeavor was kind of able to pull out of like something's different this time around with how this this Hawks kid is talking to me and he was able to um decode a secret message Uh, from Hawks within the book uh, that said, in four months, the Meta Liberation Army, who number more than 100,000, will attack Japan. And so uh, Endeavor kind of puts together of like, that's why they're bringing the work study back because the uh, Hero Commission knows something's about to go down and we got to train as many people as we can for whatever's happening. So he brings all of uh, Midoriya Bakugo and Shoto under his wing. They uh, train with him for about, uh, for a little bit. They, ha- they go to a dinner at his place, which got super awkward and weird. A lot of family drama breaking down at that dinner. Uh, and then shortly after, uh, we learned that Shoto's older brother um, was actually uh, kidnapped by uh, a villain called Ending, who uh, was a weird obsessive fan of Endeavor and wanted to be killed by Endeavor and uh that was uh their big assignment that Endeavor had given them at the beginning of the uh work study was uh for Bakugo, Shoto and Deku to bring down a villain before he did and it ended up being ending who they took down before Endeavor could cuz Endeavor kind of like held back and was tripping up because of the the danger his uh his eldest uh alive son uh, I should say, was uh, being put through. And so they were able to, you know, save Shoto's older brother, uh, take down Ending, and kind of, like, prove Endeavor that they they learned a lot. And, you know, Endeavor taught about, like, uh, what was it, parallel processing and all of this stuff for, for Deku, who wanted to master Black Whip. Um, and so, yeah, Mike, what did you think about uh, this, uh, this arc?
1: Oh, my, you crushed it with the recap because this is another one where it's like, man, look at the threads, look at the building going on right now. You have the school, which now knows the information and they're scared as can be. And they're like, yo, we got to get these kids ready because it's about to go down. And you can feel that pressure. And then on the opposite side, Endeavor has so much going on, right? From the family life to now being the new number one, His like how people perceive him, right? All around. It's like, there's so much going on there that I absolutely love and adore. And I just love when he took those three kids under his wing and he was like, keep up, right? Like, keep up, let's go. And I loved those three. If you want to watch me, you got to keep up with me. And it's just like chasing him around and trying. They looked at each other every time of like, how are we gonna beat this, dude? Yeah. Like, we and I, I love that
0: they stayed I at the agency that. too because it seemed like take a uh, uh, take time during like a, a school break. So they were like staying and sleeping at the agency, and like when they were waking up early, and they're like, um, who is it? Uh, Burnin', who's like one of the sidekicks, was noticing like how messed up and like how dirty <laughs> they were, and they're talking about like uh, like strategies and talking about like noticing how Endeavor is uh, like able to keep up his speed. I love the little moment where where Shoto's like. Yo, Bakugo! Did you notice this? Uh, this like, uh, like how he's able to like be so fast, but able also to turn his trajectory. And Bakugo's like, of course there wouldn't be anything like I wouldn't notice that you wouldn't (laughs) notice. So like, but sure, go ahead, tell me, tell me what what I totally would have noticed. So I I I just loved all of those like interactions and uh, seeing not the big three, but my big three of uh, Deku, Shoto, and Bakugo. Oh yeah, like that's our big three, is right? Yeah, no
1: doubt. That's our and then. Endeavor, right? You start to feel for these characters, and I think that's a fun one. We'll talk about it at the final arc of this, of like you feel for Endeavor, you understand him a lot more yeah. when he's not number two to all might. Who was? Hey, this is the guy we got to know about, and right? It, we're it, learning it, about these characters. It, it's funny because it's almost like the 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 dog chasing the car. What what does
0: it do with it if it actually catches the car? Right, we're. Endeavor was chasing number one for so long and technically has been since the middle of season three. Right. And this is the first time that like, I think he's taken in of like, now that I'm here, like what, what do I do? What do I want? And then like being able to like take a moment to look back at like what he did to get to this like point in his life. Right. And with his family and like how he was trying to build himself to surpass all might. Right. And like being able to look back at like everything he's done because especially like he got to be number one, not in the way that he wanted to, which I think that's very interesting. Of like uh Bakugo was recommended even by like in it seems like even Eraserhead was thinking of like, I think there's a, a hero that Bakugo could really learn a lot under, and it's it, yeah. it was Endeavor because Bakugo is the same. Like Bakugo won the um the tournament arc back in season two, not the way that he wanted to, right? And so, I like, I, I loved those little threads and, like,
1: uh, how they're almost, like, interesting foils to each other in that respect. And it's fun, the counterpart of Hawks with him, right? Here's a young stud who is, like, really out in the public and down with the public. And he looks at him he's like, dude, you got to loosen up a little bit, yeah. bro. Like, I-, I understand you're a badass and, like, this is it, but, like you gotta like take it down and it's so fun to like sometimes see him give him a couple of jabs he's like hey big man it's gonna be cool you <laughs> yeah. know i like, love that
0: back and, and, and like even at the end of season four right where he's like i just want to be kind of like your producer in a way like i want to like <laughs> i want to like boost you up and so like i thought that was really cool like that endeavor was able to think back at that conversation and like the things that hawks was saying and then what he was saying when he was g- trying to give him the book where he was like there's something wrong with this kid and he's trying to sell, tell me something that he can't say out loud and it like really built this like tension of like what is happening like what is Hawks is up what is Hawks up to like last time we saw him he was like hanging out with Dobby for some damn reason and like trying to get in with the, the league of villains like he knows something and it's scary and like that message of like the this army, essentially, of the, the Metal Liberation Army, uh, uh, who numbered more than 100,000. That was, like, such a big, like, oh, like, something's about to go down. Uh, of course, also in this arc, we uh, get a little bit of follow-up on Hawks's end. Uh, he's given another chance by Dobby to join the League of Villains and uh, visits Best Genius to check on his recovery, mm-hmm. pulling a feather blade on the hero when his back is turned, but that's really all we got of that within this arc also in the middle of this arc we got the long time no see selkie episode which was a tie-in for the upcoming world heroes mission movie that has not released in the states yet that uh kind of came out i think in the middle of this arc or maybe at the tail end of uh this arc uh the the world heroes mission movie um i thought it was like a really weird placement for this episode because it happened like right in the middle of like the there was like the first kind of major two episodes with Endeavor, and then the Selkie episode with uh, Uraraka and Froppy and all of them, and then yes, we got the okay. and then we got the dinner, and then we got the fight with ending, I believe. And it felt like a really weird like this was definitely a filler advertisement for the movie, which I don't mind. We've gotten those before, and those episodes are like whatever; they're fun, they're goofy. Um, I've never felt like they've really like suddenly stopped the show. Um, and let me explain that. Like, they usually are able to find a place that, like, they can throw them in that doesn't feel too invasive before. Uh, like, we got the, the other Selkie episode where Fro, uh, Froppy's working with Selkie, and that was, like, the back in season two when Deku uh, was working with Gran Torino, and they did the whole stain fight. And then that Froppy episode came in, like, the very end of that arc. Whereas this one came in, like, right in the middle, and it felt very weird and jarring, and it's like, all right, I would've, I would've liked this episode if it came at the end of this arc. The fact that you're like splitting up this arc when I want to know what's happening with Endeavor and their family and all this stuff like was a little
1: frustrating, but I digress. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the movies are exciting, right? And then you have to find a way to promote the movie and get people excited, or like remember that, right? So you got to slice it in there somewhere. But yeah, that is well said, Bear. I-, I completely blacked that episode out of my mind because <laughs> yeah. it is just so weird, right? You there's be literally them. a
0: beat scene, like there's literally yeah. like
1: fan service stuff in it. It's just like whatever, I know. like. You're- let them be kids. Let them have yeah, fun. And you're like, yeah, where am I? And it's so funny you say it, because like, right, we looked at the first part of the season, and then there's the middle Christmas episode, and that's clearly the like, we're resetting, get yep. ready for something new. This one was like, hey... <laughs> You're like, no, that's, no, don't do that. I don't remember when, that. like, the preview for that episode came up, I was like, no, what, why, why? <laughs>
0: um, but, yeah, I, I really like this episode, again, I, I, it, like, it almost comes and goes, like, really quickly. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed like, all these moments with Endeavor, uh, you know, having the, the dinner with uh, Fuyumi who's uh, yeah. Shoto's older sister uh, learning about you know uh, this uh even older brother that uh, Shoto had who's uh named Toya um <clears throat> who uh, I forget the forget the other brother's name but like who was really close to Toya and kind of a, a blames endeavor for Toya's death even though like it seems like, even though Endeavor didn't actually kill this child. Like he, it seemed like he was probably mainly responsible for the death of, uh, for Toya. Um, it was a lot of like real shit to learn about, which, you know, isn't anything new when it comes to the, the Todoroki family. Right. We've been learning, you know, the, the deep end of their family dynamics since, uh, season two. But Mike, what did you think all of that
1: with, the the, um, the family dinner and stuff? It's tough, Barrett. I mean, it is everything that I want. Like you said, right. We've, We've gotten glimpses of it, and now, like, we really dove deep into that. And, like, we're talking about the mom and the siblings, and, like, what does this family look like? And especially Endeavor being who he is. And, like, it's tough to watch, right? You feel for all sides of this. And then at the end, like you said, right, with the ending fight, and you're like, man, this was, like, a lot going on here. And it's wild to think we saw that, and, like, it really hits. And then I'll do it again. I'll allude to it. The next arc that we're going to talk about we're going deep on some of these characters, and we're learning some dark stuff about them. And it's like it's real punishing, and it's powerful, and it's really interesting to be like, now I'm getting more understanding of these characters, and I really like that. And so, yeah, yeah. this is this is hard for me to watch the family <laughs> dynamic. It's tough. Yeah. it's very. Sad. It, it, it's been it's been rough. Like I. There's a lot of, uh, you
0: know, similarities that I've seen in, like, the, the Todoroki family with uh, some of my personal experiences. Of course, none of it being, like, the hero side of it, but definitely, you know, the some of the uh, uh, unintended family abuse and stuff like that where it's like, man, this is, like, really hard to, to watch some aspects of it. And so, like, really accept endeavor as a person and to see him like in his struggles with all of that it's it's been it's been really uh kind of hard to watch especially um especially when he's like kneeling at the the kind of shrine for his son toya who's he he's like praying that he wish he was here and stuff uh it, it was really hard to watch all of that stuff and <clears throat> i I hope that they can patch it up one day, right? Like, I, I yeah. hope, you know, they said that the the mom is coming, like, is going to be discharged soon, maybe one day. And, you know, Endeavor even has that talk with um, uh, Natsu. That's his name, Natsu, uh, where he's like, I, I knew if I saved you, you know, you would have never talked to me again, right? And, like, I don't want, I don't need your, you know, you don't have to forgive me. I just need to atone for what I've done to all of you. And he, and his... Interpretation of that, like, he decides the best thing he can do for his family is to ensure that they live happily, but without him, because he knows that his presence, his being there, um, when the family is all there, doesn't help with, like, their kind of wrapping up of their own feelings, and so... That was uh, that was a, a kind of tough uh, moment to end on with this arc of like him having that dream, right? Where like all of his family is at the, the dinner table, but he isn't there. And so, yeah, he decided that like once the mom comes out and is discharged, like uh, he's going to build a new home for them and he'll stay where he lives and stuff. And it's like that is some that is some real stuff right there. And uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see how they uh, how they continue that thread in the future.
2: This episode is brought to you by Overland. Cozy season is upon us. And if anybody out there knows me, they know that I love being cozy. I love being comfortable. And now... I've learned there's nothing better for my feet to achieve that than these Overland Sheepskin Slippers. I've been loving it, they're so soft, they're so high quality, and the biggest thing that impresses me is her whole life, Gia's been like, I'm not a slipper person. Guess what? I'm catching her in these slips every day now. She looks so damn comfy, you gotta love it. Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality Merino Sheepskin, which is naturally moisture-wicking, temperature-regulating, and anti-microbial. With supportive memory foam mid to make slippers that feel and wear better for longer. Don't wait another day to slip into something way more comfortable. Get the best high quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash kind of funny. You'll get free shipping and free returns. And I recommend you go today because these slippers are so beloved that they've been known to sell out. That's overland.com slash kind of funny. Overland.com slash kind of funny. O-V-E-R-L-A-N-D.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Babel. A lot of us are thinking travel again, but not knowing the language of our destination can make even the simplest things harder, but you can change that with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. Their short lessons on practical topics from menus to directions to local culture make it a travel essential. Greg Miller's been using Babbel to learn a little bit more French so he can impress Jen and it's been going very, very well. Babbel's 15 minute lessons make it easy for learning on a busy schedule. Other language learning programs rely on AI, but Babbel works with language experts to create their lessons and Babbel's teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective with Babbel you can choose from 14 different languages including Spanish French and German even Turkish and Indonesian plus their speech recognition technology can help you improve your pronunciation and accent because even if you are a tourist you don't need to sound like one right now when you purchase a 3 month Babbel subscription you'll get an additional 3 months for free that's 6 months for the price of 3 just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING that's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com code morning babble language for life and finally shout out to Raycon there's so much going on right now whether it's stuff you're excited about like traveling or stuff you'd rather avoid like traffic you can't always control the vibes out there but you can control the vibes in your own head when you've got a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears Cool Greg's been training for a half marathon and as he's been getting his run on as he's been working out he's been listening to his jams using his everyday Raycons he's been loving them Uh, Raycon's new everyday earbuds look feel and sound better than ever they've got an improved rubber oil look and feel and optimized gel tips for a perfect in ear fit plus you get three new sound profiles so the sound is great no matter what you're listening to whether it's a podcast like this rock music edm hip-hop It's all cool. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound every bit as good. Right now, Kind of Funny listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny. That's buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash kindoffunny.
0: But moving on for the big event. Of the season, the the event that I know a lot of manga fans were waiting for, and we'll we'll talk about some of those things in the anime versus manga uh, part of this conversation. But we got to my villain academia, Mike. I need to know since you know this was your first time going through this part of the story. How would you feel going through
2: before
0: before we even get there? We'll break it down. So at the very beginning, we get the Aizawa and present Mike are going to Tartar's prison. They talk mm-hmm. with Kurogiri. They learn that Kurogiri is actually a Nomu, uh, who is the, uh, the body uh, is, uh, at, at the base of Kurogiri, is um, their old high school friend, Oboro Shirakumo. Um, And that whole episode that's uh, like the very beginning and then the rest of uh, mind villain academia, right is uh, Learning where the League of Villain is at because we haven't really seen them a lot Uh, we only saw them for a glimpse here and there in season four and uh, we, we haven't really seen a lot of like what they've really been up to so we learn about Gigantomachia, who Gran Torino was looking out for uh, at the end of season four, right? Uh, or We saw Kirogiri was trying to look for Gigantomachia, and Gran Torino had a run-in with them. Um, <clears throat> and then we uh, learn about the Doctor that All for One has been uh, working with. And the Doctor has this, uh, you know, this unimaginable unimaginable power that he can give to Shigaraki, um, but Shigaraki needs to prove himself by uh, taming Gigantomachia, because Gigantomachia doesn't see Shigaraki yet as, like, the true successor to All for One, and so they have this whole kind of training arc where they have to fight Gigantomachia for like a month and a half, and, you know, we we kind of get, like, a timeline jump back here, right, because this is, like, right before Endeavor fights the uh, high-end Nomu, because we see Dobby had, like, once they run into the Doctor, the doctor's like, oh, I have a nomu that I want you to check uh, check out. So this is like somewhere around October. And then they fight Gia- Gigantomachia for like a month and a half, and then they get called by the Meta Liberation Army, uh, being led by Redestro, and he's like, hey, come to Deka City, which we had heard about a couple of times throughout the season, uh, being destroyed at some point. And he's like, come here, we've got an ultimatum for you. And uh, the League of Villains show up, and they have an all out. Fight an all out brawl with uh the uh meta liberation army. We get uh backstories for Toga, uh, a little bit of like a not a backstory but like a continuation of his backstory with uh uh Twice and uh a power up uh with both Twice and uh Toga, and then we got a full on backstory for uh Shigaraki and where he. Came from and how he became the Shigaraki that we know him to be today. And at the end of it all, uh, in the showdown between Shigaraki and Redestro, Redestro looks at Shigaraki after Shigaraki has brought back all of his memories and what turned him into the person he has become today. And Redestro looks at him and he's like, oh, he is someone who is fully liberated and is making full use of his quirk. And this is someone fully liberated from our society, which is something that we as the Meta liberation army want to kind of destroy and make, uh, make it in our own vision. And, uh, Reed Destro then claims Shigaraki as the new leader of the meta liberation army. And they come together to, to join forces. And at the end of all of that, the doctor who works with all for one, uh, hits up, uh, Shigaraki is like, all right, you're at that base level. You've regained your memories. You've got that, uh, you've got the power that you used to have, uh, with, uh, you know, the, the, um, what is it, the destroying quirk, but being able to destroy things that aren't even things that you're touching, but are touching the things that you're touching. You're at the base level. Let me give you this unimaginable power. And so then we see the uh, doctor taken Shigaraki and is uh, experimenting on him. He's going to be under this uh, whole surgery or whatever this is for four months. And that's where we learn uh, the uh, message that Hawks was trying to give Endeavor. That's where we learn of like, oh, this is what Hawks was talking about and all that stuff. And, of course, at the very end of the season, um, we got uh, kind of uh, caught up a little bit with Class 1A, uh, uh, them sharing their uh, what they've learned from their work studies. We got a little bit of All Might kind of, like, seeing a little bit of him realizing that he isn't the same person that, like... Um, he has been and kind of like realizing that he he can't be that hero that he has been before, but deciding that he still wants to be around and to, to help as much as he can. You get that little moment with uh, where he uh, he's looking at Deku and he's like, you don't look back at me anymore and you don't need to. Uh, and then at the very, very end we get a tease of you know all of the work study uh, students going out and being called uh, for a specific mission, and they're all going the same way, and uh, they're being led by Burnin, who says uh, there's heroes down in that city, and we're gonna go help evacuate. And uh, Deku talks about you know the the big uh, kind of event that'll shake superhero society is about to happen.
1: Mike, a lot a lot to talk Whoa, about. Whoa, that's, that's a lot better. I know, I know, Let's jump in. Uh, Mike, I, fair, yeah, yeah, I need exciting. to know your thoughts.
0: I need to know your thoughts.
1: So my overall thought really quick was it's not a flashy ending, right? We've come off of a couple seasons where there's like this big, flashy, powerful ending. And like this was a little bit different. This was a different tone, but still hits his heart. Especially when you give that recap, I get goosebumps. Especially the All Might one of like, you don't have to look back anymore. Like, I know. that's beautiful because he yeah. is growing into his own. But it's also, we got to remember, right? These are kids. These aren't just adults. They're still kids here and they got a lot to learn. But to rewind everything, I think for me at the beginning of this, right? I was like, I, I'm such like a, a the Deku Bakugo hero guy that I was like, I don't want to do this with these guys. I don't care. Oh, right? you, you weren't into the villain? No, aspect. no, I wasn't. Oh, at, at the beginning, first couple episodes, it's like, I don't care about this. But then I had to take a moment and understand, like, all throughout all these seasons right the league of villains as cool as they are and as scary as they are they're just like small pests compared to what we've seen with the hero world right because we've only seen them right and like they're just like giving little jabs and the heroes back them up and so i had to take a moment and be like wait up a second like they need to become powerful enough to actually cause something or this story will never go anywhere right right and so once i took that moment it was like oh wow like we're gonna get this massive yeah. payoff we, we finally get a villain training arc here exactly. and like
0: and, 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 and like, it's definitely been a, de- a divisive arc right uh, with like giving time for the villains and but I, I, I really like this arc uh, both in the manga and I think you know this is the arc that a lot of the manga readers have a, a problem with uh, with how it was adapted for the anime but I still really dug it like the, the seeing these moments animated right of like getting the backstory for Tanko Shimura like who Shigaraki was before he knew All for One, right? And this child who was being kind of abused by his father who hated heroes because Nana Shimura abandoned him and you know, seeing his quirk manifest with the the destruction quirk and accidentally killing his his dog and his sister and oh like my. kind of like relay but like maybe not accidentally where he's got that like back and forth where yeah. he's like in the moment I think it might have been a villain, but maybe I knew, and it's, like, just the, the – it really cuts to the core of, like, just one bad day. It's kind of like the Joker thing, right, where it's just, like, this one bad day, and it was, like, one day away from being kind of fixed, right, where you know, like, you see the dad have that struggle of, like, I've gone too far, and, like, I, this shouldn't have happened, and I let it get to this point. And, you know, he he reads the, the letter that Nana left uh, with him, right? And it's like this moment where he realizes of like this isn't what she wanted for me, and I know that she loves me, and it would have been much easier for her to not have have loved me and all of this stuff, and like how that really messed with him, and how that kind of created Shigaraki in a way. It was just I that is a hard episode to watch uh, of learning uh, Shigaraki's childhood, and that is the episode where I, I think that is a top three episode uh, for sure, even in the midst of you know a very slow start to the season, you know, the second half of the season, I think going by a little too quickly. Like, I I think this was a, a top tier episode for sure.
1: That arc of this guy, like makes you go, oh man, we got a really powerful villain here. And somebody that like, we're gonna get to know and God. get scared of. Did you and, notice like, the voice change too so when cool. he
0: when he fully gets his uh, like memories back and he his power has fully come back to like what it used to be? His oh. voice got like a hundred times sexier. He's like, I'm back and I'm sexy as hell now.
1: <laughs> oh, I loved it. And you know, Baird, it's funny. I haven't had an episode of anime that has like maybe upset me or kept me on my toes or like scared me as much since Full Metal Alchemist with the daughter episode and what happened there. Like, oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah. It's just like, ooh, this is the creepy, or ooh, this doesn't feel good, right? And, like, that episode was very where, powerful. Where it hurts to watch. And yeah, like, exactly. It hurts to watch, but you know it's important. And mm-hmm. it's, and yeah, it's, it's a tough ooh, one. him embracing all of that and, like, now becoming who he was, right? It's like, man, this is going to be some really good stuff. Because, like I said, right, it's fun to get to know the universe. And now we got to see the backstory of Double, like you said, of toga right and like you're getting to learn these characters because they're impactful they're powerful they're part of this story and if they would just throw away characters it would suck right and i wish we did learn a little bit more i really like the lizard guy i forget his name blades or something Interesting, i really like yeah. the lizard guy so like i'm over here like man i i, I thought we were going to do a couple more mm, but i like mm. that like you know toga's arc was technically like almost three episodes i believe of where we went from and so it was now, fun to- see. Togo's was all in one episode. Like that was that's I think the- there was a lead up though. I think there was like one episode maybe beforehand that was like not anything. I might be wrong though. Yeah,
0: I mean there's the episode where like they uh, we kind of get reintroduced of like where the league is at and then like the whole gigan- Gigantomachia and then the phone call oh. with uh the meta Liberation Army and then the next episode they go to the city and Daika City like the whole Toga sequence is all in one episode because it goes her backstory and then it goes into the Sad Man's Parade episode with uh yep, double, Twice being yep, like twice, yep. dude that that moment I love so much where because I love I love Twice like even though he's this villain like I really like him and I like Toga to an extent as well and like the were the moment where his arms are being broken, and he realizes after years of never recreating himself, he realizes that he isn't a double. So he's like, "Oh my god, I'm the real me." So like he he like is almost like not cured, but he's like made a lot of like work mentally that yes. we do eventually see did have a lot of backlash as well, where it, it, he kind oh. of
1: regresses a little bit, which is a little heartbreaking. But it's that it, was so heartbreaking. back. Yeah. I loved that moment, like you said, where. He overcame that and he became... What he needed to be and who And then in the aftermath, where he's worse, and it's just like, oh, "Oh, that. But it makes sense
0: because it was like the way that he was forced into having that realization was like maybe almost like too quick of like a, you know, mental breakthrough to like happen to like see that kickback. And then, yeah, with Toga, like seeing Toga kind of be forced into, you know, like the the interviewer, right? Where she was talking about like, you know, you you had this quirk that's related to blood. So naturally, you're going to have this fascination with blood because, you know, there is the theory that like quirks are tied to personalities and what people are interested in and of course like society where it's at right now was never going to accept you and that's like what we want to like talk about and we want to use your story to like talk about like how messed up that is and there I think there's a very important conversation to have there of like maybe if Toga was helped in like a different way of being able to like safely kind of like um, go along with her quirk and learn about it and stuff. Like maybe she wouldn't have gone down the hole that she did. And that's to, that's the same with all of them, right? That's yes, the same with exactly. that's the same with twice. Uh, a, a little bit. He was a little older and he was in a very different situation. But that's definitely the same for for Tenko and like hi, the realization of his quirk and his fascination with heroes and being being forced to, to not love those and how that blew up in everybody's face. Like, it. I, I thought it was amazing to kind of see that these villains did come out of the failings of the current uh, superhero society, and I think there's going to be a lot to talk about with that, even in the future. Um, and so, anyway, do we have any final thoughts on uh, the My Villain Academia uh, arc here before we kind of wrap up here and talk about the
1: last couple things that we have? I mean, it's simple. The exciting ending, right? Like now knowing that he has this power growing within him. Yeah, it's and, take and four all Might months, is like, right? hey,
0: the next one is probably going to be float, which is the uh, the uh, power of uh, of Oh yes,
1: uh huh. Um, that was great, and then of course, I mean, it's just so exciting because you have that, you have this timeline that we're now on, and he has this gigantic army, and it's just so thrilling to see and i'm all about it i'm so excited i can't wait yeah and uh yeah i think the ending was good it wasn't as powerful as you know endeavor doing this thing it wasn't as powerful as some of the other ones but like it was fun as can be to see that go down so i loved the ending that's awesome yeah and i'm again like
0: i said i think Season six is going to be a very exciting time um, if you if you've watched at this point, you, you know, like where season five went and what they're probably going to build to and stuff. And so um, I wanted to end the episode uh, with uh, one quick conversation, and that's the anime versus manga kind of thing, because, again, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong in the comments below. But uh, I think this is the first season that really had a huge kind of difference uh, between the anime versus manga. And Mike, that is the order of arcs were swapped this season. So originally it went in the manga, the joint training arc, then My Villain Academia, than the Endeavor Agency arc, um, and oh, there have been a okay. lot of yeah, and there have been a lot of theories of why this happened. Some blame the movie, uh, you know. There's like all of these other things, all these different conversations. And for me personally, <clears throat> and like looking at the manga and like how the manga uh, told it, like I don't love like the way the manga decided to to flow the story either. Like I would have preferred my villain Academia even, like, right after the overhaul arc. Sorry, I have the Blue Angels flying over my house right now, so if you hear that, that is, uh, that is on Fleet Week in San Francisco. Um, and so, yeah, I think the, the way that they decided to tell it, right, like, in the manga, it felt like this, like, kind of building up, and you, oh, gosh, all right, they're still going. They're still going. Can you hear that over the mic? Can you hear that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's epic. It's awesome. It's a lot. It, they're, they're really going ham. They're really going ham. Anyways, so in the manga, like, you get My Villain Academia first, and then you get the Endeavor, like, training stuff, and it felt more, like, tense because you know the stakes and you know, like, why they're training and all of this stuff. And the way that they switched it made it feel more like a mystery because you're only getting, like, little tidbits of, like, what Hawks is up to. We also forgot to mention that, like... Hawks shows Dobby uh, the the body of a best genus. So, like, no. Hawks yeah. might be sacrificing some people to, like, for the greater good, it seems. Like, it, it, it's very interesting of, like, where they're going with him. And, like, I think just, like, the, the context of, like, what – the order placement I I felt like was really weird were you confused at all like when you were going through because like even an endeavor agency arc you kind of already get the resolution of what my villain academia is because you see hawks Mm. report to redestro and dobby and toga and stuff so like I'm really interested like were you confused by that at all
1: no I don't think I was I think I was just riding in the moment like maybe if I looked at it a little bit longer with that kind of question and thought maybe I would be but like truly and honestly I was riding in the moment of like hey, let's reintroduce everybody. Let's enjoy this moment. Okay, hey, yeah. we're sending everybody out to get trained up. I loved what they did with that. And then at the end, right, of like, oh, snap, he's got the army. And I think they did a really good job. It's like he's got his group now. The kids come back and they all say, oh, this is what we learned. This is how we got better. I think that tied together well for me. It's yeah. just like the average viewer there. I'm yeah, like, and, okay, and and so now I know like- where we're at and so, yeah so like what
0: I was the, the that kind of connects with like I I think that was like a the best way to kind of end the season and again like in retrospect because I know like what this was building towards like I like I said at the very beginning I think season 5 was always going to have an upward uh, uh an uphill battle on like keeping everybody's attention because this is a lot of like This is a lot of uh, building up to without the climax, really, this season. And so I I think it was always going to be frustrating. So I think they might have reorganized the arcs for the season because they wanted to end on the very emotional arc of My Villain Academia. Now, granted, a lot of people have been wondering of, like, you know, like... Uh, A lot of people for the anime adaptation thought that My Villain Academia felt really short um, compared to what it was in the manga. There was some Mm. cut content Mm. from uh, the manga that they didn't include into the anime um and i think like they could have shown those things and i think like you you would have gotten things from spinner who's the the lizard man um you know there's a a, a moment with him at the very beginning of that arc where he's like kind of questioning Shigaraki where he's like i don't see any of uh stain's ideology uh, ideology in here at all whatsoever anymore we're just this group and we have no point to ourselves anymore <clears throat> like what are we doing and then that's when gigantomachia appears and they get introduced to all of that. There's also, like, a scene where, you know, there's, like, a – what was it? A creature rejection clan, which was, like, their version of, like, the this hate group in this universe. It's, like, the, this group of people who hate people who have quirks that make them look like animals. Um And yes. so there's, like – there's stuff like that that got cut, uh, cut out at the very beginning that I think, like, would have been cool – I get why it was cut, because probably in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't as important uh, for, like, the the grand story and stuff like that. I, I do miss that Spinner stuff, though, because I, I do think, like, that's the that's the little bit that we get of Spinner, like, quanti- kind of questioning his legioncy, right, in the League of Villains, which I thought would have been really cool to show. But granted, you can't do everything, but I do think if maybe we no. didn't have as many uh, recaps in the first half of season five, maybe we could have had one episode where we actually showed that stuff. I digress, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody who are, who's watching with us. We've been going a little long, so let's wrap it up with final thoughts and future hopes. Uh, Mike, uh, someone else who had wrote in uh, wanted to know. Their name was Colin, and they wanted to know where you want the story to go from here. I know we got the big tease of where season six will go, but like, where where do you want? Where are your hopes and expectations
1: for My Hero Academia season six? Yeah, that's so interesting, Bear, because. I don't want this to end, right? I don't want to look at the camera and be like, I just want the ultimate gigantic battle between the villains and heroes. Let's do this, right? I want a good buildup for these next four months. I want them to go out on this expedition, whatever it may mm. be, because in my mind, I don't know, right? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so it's like, So you I think So you seal.
0: think the end of season five was
1: kind of like a time, like it's showing ahead of like what we have to build up to, right? Exactly. I th- right. In my mind right now, it's like, okay, we have four months to build up these guys before it goes down. And so my questions are now: Is like, where does Deku go with this next skill? How fast do we learn it? Who does he lean upon, or Araka maybe to learn a little bit and become a little bit better? And then on the flip side, what's up with Lamillion? That's my question, Barrett. Right? You said the best boy. I'm over here as a casual viewer, going, "Where's my guy at? Will he ever get the powers back?" I'm sad to That's see. That's all him. dependent on Aerie, right? Like a uh, you know, a racer head wants to
0: train Arie. Maybe that maybe that comes to fruition, but like, is that Something that she can master in just a few months or is that going to have to be something way later down the line? That is an interesting question because that's something that I, I I have wanted as well where it's like I need to see where my boy Lemillion is at. So uh, I just need to know what's going on um, with that though. That wraps up this episode of the kind of funny screencast. You're home for all of the movie TV and sometimes anime conversations. You could want here at kind of funny. We're wrapping up because the blue angels are flying over my house. We've got an X cast to record, but thank you all so much for joining us for another episode. Oh my geez. I'm so sorry. Audio listeners for all of that. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll talk more. My hero with you in the comments below all that good stuff and until next time. Young heroes, we are here.